Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Turf to the Terraces podcast. I'm Matthew Lill, and tonight I'm going to be joined by the very notorious, one of Hull's best, Sam Howland, stand-up comedian, and also, many might not know him, but he's actually an ex-pro fo- pro footballer, Scott Goodwin. Okay, so how are you doing, Sam? You all right? Yeah, smashing, thanks. It's great to be oh. here. I mean, I did ask you a couple of times, and finally you're on, so I'm, uh, I'm glad you've made it, honestly. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, and Scott, the man behind it all, the guy with the plan, um, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. I'm ready to go. Like you say, we've been very busy. I've been very needy. Um, so, yeah, let's get the um, let's get the show on the road. Perfect. So this week's warm-up section will be basically giving you a little bit of an insight as to what to expect from the show going forward in our future episodes. So what we'd like to get on board is interviewing some of ex-footballers. It could be ex-England players or it could be players from um, non-league all the way up to the Premier League. This is what we want to speak to. And we want them to give us their perception on the good, the bad, the ugly. The highlights of their career, the lows of their career, and then we'll finish off with a bit of a quick fire questions so with the people that we're getting on board we also like to get some sort of social movements on there as well so hair game two things like that things that are making a big move in the footballing world it'd be nice to get them on board so this is what you can expect and hopefully you're all going to enjoy it (whistles) a little bit of cheese was that you (laughs) yeah mate was that you whistling (laughs) was it that bad no, no, that was good. But I, I thought it was like a computer. Uh-uh. Don't, mate, don't play up to it. I hate when people do stuff like that to me. Oh, yeah, you should do that again, mate. It was real good. Mate, actually, I, I swear down on <laughs> my life, that was good. So do that again, straight up. No chance. Uh, I swear down. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Mate, mate, more stuff on my list. I'm a fucking soundboard now as well. Well, come on, help, help me out. How's the mash? Right then, so moving on to the first section, we've just kicked off. We're moving into the first 15 minutes of the game. This is the the time for anyone who knows football to be settling into the game, maybe getting a fast start. So we're going to jump straight into asking Sam, our resident comedian, the good sides of uh, being a comedian. (laughs) Um, Sam, how did it all start for you? Oh, good question. Glad you asked. Um, How did it all start? Um, there There was no master plan. Um, obviously, growing up in all in the well, the eighties, I suppose. Um, never met a comedian. We had Norman Collier, and that was it. I didn't always started. Didn't know what was going on. The old variety days were sort of dying, so I'd never never seen a comedian till I was in my twenties. And how do you be a comedian? What do you do? Um, so anyway, I, I ended up on the Wirral, and. Um, Via, I went to drama school actually, but I was getting oh. on a bit. I was in my thirties. Was at drama school. I had this accent. You see, <laughs> I had this accent. A lot of the kids who went to this drama school, very, uh, very middle class, shall we say, um, sport proper. And um, <laughs> someone was doing like Shakespeare or or Brecht or, or one of the classics, um, the Greek stuff. Um, they just had these wonderful flowing accents. And I had this. Do you know what I mean? I think I can relate because being from home myself, you know, it, you can probably agree with me. Yeah? As soon as you hear the voice on the TV, you're like, hey, he's from home. Everybody. Oh, no. Everybody. Oh, oh, Everybody. oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> We've got we, one of them voices, haven't we? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it was too... Um, it was... Uh, so I don't know. It was, some, it was some Greek tragedy or something like this. And they'd miscast me as, as the king and there'd be all these... Beautiful. Oh, look, here comes the king. The night's coming. You all right? How are you doing? You know what I mean? And he'd, he'd get a laugh more often than not because it just sounded, you know, rough as toast. <laughs> and um, and so after doing a few things and been there a few years, one of the one of the lecturers said to me, "You, you should try comedy." I said, "Yeah, sh- all right, um, all right." You know, and that was it. Didn't think any more of it. And um, and I was going and I was going past. I was in Liverpool and I was going. I, was, I must have been on the bus. Um, and and I saw this poster in the window. Open mic comedy night Wednesday nights. I thought, oh, mic comedy. Anyway, logged it. Went home. 
um, got some stuff together and turned up the Wednesday later. Anyway, so I, I rolled up. I said, all right, mate. He said, yeah, can I help you? I said, I've come for the comedy night. I'm going to be on. He went, what's your name? So anyway, he looked, I told him my name, Sam Ireland. He looked down the list. He says, you're not on the list. I said, I'm not on the list. It's an open mic comedy night. He says, oh, there's, there's a big waiting list for this. I thought, well, I've learned something there. And he said, so um, how long you got material-wise? I don't know. I've got about an hour. And he started <laughs> laughing. He said, you get five. He said, anyway, he said, come in, dickhead. Do you know what I mean? So I went in. And you get five minutes, and, and there's a queue, and you have to put your name down. And but I'd sort of learned something, and I do you know what I mean? This you get five minutes, and you just don't walk straight on. And it's sort of gone from it just went from there, really. You just five minutes driving around the country, not getting paid, getting stared at by half a dozen students, no money. Um, yeah, it can be pretty, it can be pretty ruthless, you know. And I didn't have any money, I was absolutely skint at the time as well. So yeah. I thought, this has got to try and make this work if I can. Um, to so be like fair, said, Sam, no that surprised plan. me. That surprised me, Sam, because like you say, I, I'd have thought you'd have gone as a child. As Was you a funny kid type of thing? You know what I mean? Because you just yeah, said you, you kind of made your, your, your name in the 30s. You know, I, I was expecting maybe, you know, you was the, the class clown or, do you know what I mean? And you, you kind of took it from an early age or your mum and dad said, look, you know, you should be on stage when you're a bit older. So to hear that story when you was 30 is quite interesting, to be fair. Oh, not at all. No, nothing like. No, I was. Um, I was. Uh, my my uh, drinking drugs for me early days. <laughs> Chaotic upbringing, absolutely crackers. Um, Just a normal yeah, life and all, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> life and all. I think. I think when you're born, I think when you're born, I think God gives you so many drinking vouchers when you're born. But I, <laughs> I used all mine up the time I was 28. I would. I, I was done. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Wedding club yeah. room. Romeo's just absolutely sort of burnt myself out, really. Um, mm. But just, yeah, getting into trouble, getting into bother, messing about, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there was there was no, um, just chaos. It was a lot of chaos. Um, and I ended up, well, I ended up in, I ended up in rehab in, on the Wirral. That's why I ended up round here in about 1997 or something. Right. So once I got off the stuff and everything, um, went to college and went to drama school, and it sort of started taking. Sort of my life began really, if you like, in many ways. And and how long have you been clean now, sir? Clean and sober about. I stopped counting a long time ago, but it's got to be <laughs> twenty three, twenty four years. Oh, that's that's mega. That that's mega. Yeah, well yeah, done, man. Very good. Well done. Mm. So I mean, it, me personally, when I look at, I, I really like comedy. I've, I've I've seen yourself plenty of times, which made me reach out to you. But you know, a, a lot of comedians generally go through like a stage of where they've had maybe a bit of a, a class where they've they've learnt the basics of how to be on the stage. I think it's fair to say that from what you've just said that you you just learnt the hard way. You just had to learn from mistakes. Is that right? Yeah, well, pretty. Yeah, that's that, that that's the thing with it. Really, it's. Um... Yeah, it can be, it can be chat. Yeah, it can be hard. Do you know what I mean? It can be, it can, it can be difficult. It's like what they say. That's what they say. You know, when you're getting better, because even when you have a, when you when you used to bomb early days, if you had a bad gig, they'd be bad. They'd be bad. <laughs> they'd be bad. You've got fifteen Just... twenty. You've got fifteen twenty minutes. That's all you've got. You've got no interaction. That's it. They have a go for it on the door. But as you sort of going along, you sort of learn the tricks and see what's going on. Even when you have a bit of a quiet one, it's never you, your deaths. The bars risen on your deaths. Do you know what I mean? They're not as yeah. um, not as bad. You can sort of find you'll grab some out of it um, in, to some degree. Yeah, it's it's it's. I sort of like the danger of it though, because obviously my life prior to that was mm. pretty dangerous, to be mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. And I sort of like even. But I, the great thing about it is. I don't drink anymore, but I'm still out and about and amongst it and a bit of excitement, yeah, yeah. a bit of an adrenaline rush. Mm, that's um, your like fix, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, but that's it really. It is, it is your fix. And um, mm. it's it, it's a great job apart from the driving. I mean, that's hideous. I hate driving. Some acts do. I hate it. Mm. <laughs> you, know, oh, you, know, you know, growing up, Sam, so was you funny then? Yeah. Was you funny as a lad or, you know? Oh yeah, I was funny. I was you, clown, and that's what I'm saying. Where did you pick the comedy up? Where did you actually pick? I know, I know, you said it in your thirties, but did prior to that, did anybody say, "Listen, you know, you're a funny lad"? Do you know what I mean? Did you ever expect to be where you was now when you were say seven or eight? 
Oh no, not no, not really. Well, there was the thing. The thing with um, not slagging the place off, but there was no, there was no outlet for it. Mm. It was it want it want a thing. The one, the, the mm. um, I mean, back growing up, I mean, we ended up on Orchard Park in early eighties, big estate, and if you went to college or had a job, you were a big hitter. Do you know there was no. Mm. Mm. There was no prospects. You, you either worked to Smith, Smith and Nephews or Ricketts, job for life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if but your granddad had to work there as well, and your mum to get. Do you know it was just like there was no sort of prospects really. To sort Try like royalty because you've got a mortgage. No, yeah, well, that was it. That was it. It's um. Well, but when now, you're funny as a I kid, ra- your class is cheeky, aren't you? Back then, then. Do you know what I mean? Because it oh, wasn't yeah, it was, really. Yeah. It, it's class is cheeky, wasn't it? A little clip around the edge. You know what I mean? pack it up and try and get a, a decent job type of thing. Well, that was it. And back then, anyone could hit you, couldn't they? You just have scrapes yeah. come up and just slap you around the head, yeah. didn't you? I ain't done anything. Yeah, yeah we're just thinking about it. You know what I mean? mm. Yeah, it was, um, it was brutal. Um, but I think when, when I moved up here, or down here, or across here, it sort of um, it opened things up. They had stuff. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, you can do that. Oh, you can go here. You can go to uni. You can... Mm-hmm. Oh, they do have comedy clubs. It, be, it became sort of... Um, I thought, oh, like, it sort of opened the world up, really. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to speak for everyone here and just say, you know, a credit where it's due, man, because it's, it's not easy to come off that lifestyle and to do it for as long as you have done and turn your life around and be the way you are on the stage is just phenomenal, man. So hats off to you. Um, hopefully, others can see that and try and replicate. So hats off, man. Oh, well, that's it, mate. I just need to start all the shoplifting now and I'll... <laughs> we're done do you know what I mean really one day at a time (laughs) all the little steps all the little steps make a big goal right yeah Uh, what about you Scott let's find out so that you've obviously played the pro game in the football life let's let's hear a little bit about that like um, what's the good side to that well I can relate to Sam really because again from all I'm from a council estate I actually got brought up in Branzum and then moved to, to Long Hill I was surrounded by drugs but I didn't go down that route of what Sam did I kind of thought right every kid for me around my way and probably across the country wants to be a footballer so for me it was a case of the good side of that was I just need to train hard can I be this player on the telly Peter Basley was a big big part of my growing up pattern so for me the good side was when I did start getting them trials at a young age it, it gave me the it gave me a bug so my my bug instead of your drug sam my bug was football you know my, yeah. my little bit of um release was football so then i had my first trial at 11. i went to walden and it was horrendous absolutely horrendous and then my second trial believe it or not was my united and at the age of 12 and they've been watching me for four years because i'm obviously tiny uh i'm five foot eight just in case i'm not a dwarf but so it was a case of it was for me that was then now everybody needs to be a footballer i actually generally thought everybody could kick a ball and when i didn't see the people that couldn't kick it i kind of looked at them to think you know that's not normal type of thing and then obviously as you become on you have trials and trials and trials and then obviously you hit the heights of you know sign a contract at coventry and then the good parts of that is you're getting up every day you're training and you love everything that you do you're training with internationals you're playing against internationals and you're playing with a group of players that have got no stresses and strains and and everybody just loves the job you know i'd never needed an alarm to get up in the morning because for me it wasn't a job and like to, to be fair like you sam i wouldn't class well you wouldn't class uh, being a comic as a job you know and you don't yeah. you know we're very similar in them respects even though we're miles apart of the career path um yeah you know, it, 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 but you don't realise that until you're out of the game, to be fair. But the good points are, like you say, it's, you know, you're signing, you, you sign a pro contract and you've dreamt of that since you've been a childhood. You know what I mean? So, and then when it yeah. happens, don't get me wrong, that's the first ladder of every football establishment, but you feel a part of it straight away. So to me, yeah, it, it was it was good. Like you say, it was a rough upbringing, but you know for me i had to keep away from that side and purely concentrate on the other yeah i mean i've made some i've had some mad stats i think it's one in eighty thousand kids that want to be a footballer something like that actually yeah. being a footballer that's that's a crazy stat like yeah yeah 
it's yeah. mad. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a conveyor belt. It is a conveyor belt. Um, you know, obviously we're talking about the good points, but we'll, we will go and touch on it. It is a conveyor belt, and it, and it's a tough, it's a tough environment. You know, these parents definitely believe that if they've got a talent, they're definitely going to make it. But nah, nah it, yeah. there's a long way to go. Yeah, no, you know, right as you right as you are, and it's a lot of kids' dreams, you know. And you've had you've had that dream, and you've moved on to have, like being part of that dream. So again, mm. it, it's a credit to hard work, isn't it? and and both yeah. you are yeah. that credit because yeah. nothing gets done overnight, and nothing gets done. Um, quick so and you get you get to a stage Matt as well where you, you know you're going into the training ground you've got your, your boots are clean for you your kicks laid out for you you literally don't have to do anything you know the, the good parts of that you know you, you know if you go into an office you're not going to get everything put on a plate for you do you know I mean but like yeah. I say you don't you, you know you think you are done by if you do a double session on a Tuesday looking back now <laughs> you think you know that was four hours but you, you know yeah. you look back and go oh I can't believe we've got a, you know we've got a full a full day to us was two o'clock finish. And we're in at ten and we're in at ten, by the way. You know what I mean? In at ten, finish at two. But then like you say, years, yeah, it's good. But like you say, the good points are, you know, the experience around top top players and just footballers in general was brilliant. Really good. Fair enough. So moving on to the next part, then we'll move on to the, the uh so moving on to it now, we'll move on to the bad side of the game. I, d I don't want to be the guy who talks about saying things as the bad side, but with everything that's good, there's always something bad. So, um, Scott, I want you to start us off on this part and tell me about the bad side of the game from your view. Is there anything bad that you've experienced firsthand? The only thing for me I could say is the injury side of things. Um, yeah. You know, no manager, you know, they don't, they're not interested in injured players, and rightly so. You know, you're very isolated. You know, you do your, your own little gym work uh, with the physio and the um, the um, recovery session team. And that is bad, you know, especially when, I mean, I was very lucky that I didn't have a very long injury. Um, you know, mine was only little niggles, but that was bad enough for me because yeah. I was a very busy footballer. I loved to be involved in it. I was a bit of a clown. I loved to be a bit of, you know, part of the banter. But when you're out of that, you don't feel like you're in part of the banter. You don't feel you don't even feel like a footballer. And it is a, it's a tough slog by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it, it does feel like a, a lonely gig and a lonely place. And people out there might look, and, and some people might look at this podcast and go, "What the hell?" But you're still you're still getting paid. You're still doing this. But your mindset is, you, you feel left out, and it really is. It's it's very hard to get your head round, especially like I say when you've got a long injury. It is tough. Well, it's a short career, isn't it? So with it being oh, a short career, um, yeah. any sort of decent injury, I say decent as in something that puts you back for a year or so, yeah. can be hard to come back from. So, so you're a long time retired, aren't you? Exactly. Mm. Exactly that. What about you, Sam? We're going on to the, the comedy scene and the um, the circuit you're on. What's the, what's the bad side to that? Well, there's a couple of, there's a couple of circuits really. There's a couple of circuits with comedy. There's obviously like obviously I say obviously. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not obvious, but um, there's, there's the alternative circuit, if you like, the comedy clubs, usually format acts, compare free acts, like the comedy lounge in Hull. Various splattered all over the country. There's that. Then also, last couple of years started doing sportsmen's dinners, um, which oh, is a different beast altogether. Um, the hard, the harder to do, and you've got to do longer. A comedy club's set up for comedy. That's what yeah. people are there for. They're sat there, facing the stage. They're there for comedy, compare, free acts. So nine times out of ten, it's nice. Sportsman's dinner poses its own problems. One, they're all there to see the sportsman. Not Two, you. round tables, not necessarily interested in what you've got to say. Round tables, not set up for comedy as such. So you've got to. So when you start doing them, it's almost like you're learning, you're relearning to do a comedy. It's a different thing. Do you know what I mean? And as before, mm. if you're in the comedy club, you might be doing 20 minutes, 25 minutes, these 40, 50 minutes. So I yeah. think you've got to be a set. I think you've got to be a certain age to do them, really. Yeah. Just yeah, to, yeah. I think how you said as well is well, they're not set up for comedy. So like in a comedy club, you know that, you know, you to keep quiet. As an audience member, you know you to keep quiet. You're there yeah. to see the act, so you don't talk throughout it. Whereas mm. you haven't really got that same, same respect, I, I'd guess within like a, a sportsman presentation because um, people are there to see the app, 
see the main guy, the guy who's there, the, the main headline. So you yeah. there in between warming him up. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Sam, yeah, here's well, a question for you. You know when you uh, obviously go, because you, you obviously do the circuit, so you do go to certain uh, venues a couple of times and stuff like that. Yeah. What did you ever have like that bad feeling where you think I've been here before? Um, you know, I might not get the right reaction. It's like me being a footballer. Accrington Stanley, for an example, I hated going there. Horrible place. Not the people, you know, but it was like porter cabins to, to, to um, get changed in. Tamworth was another one back in the day. I just didn't like going there. And Southport, them three for me just stick out in my brain where psychologically I'm going on the coach, going to the game thinking, I don't like the ground. I don't like the ground. And that actually did affect my performance on the on the on the pitch, believe it or not. But then you go somewhere like Villa Park or Old Trafford, automatically your chest is up. You, you know what I mean? So is that the same in the comedian uh, in the comedy um, sketches of have you got good places where you you know you know you're going to get a good crowd, or do you go to the bad places where you think, oh, and does it play on your mindset? I wouldn't say it was place, it was more audiences, really. There's, I suppose I, I, I probably appeal to 35 years old and upwards. So talk a lot about growing up and stuff and back in the day and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so, and I can't, I can't, I mean, I do count myself as sort of politically, I've got left-wing leanings, really. Do you know, that's... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that's mm. sort of how I am. Um, but I would still struggle at a really left-wing sort of audience type offended yeah. things, even though I'm not overly offensive, but you don't really have to be overly offensive anymore. No. There's a lot no. of really left-wing comedians who I know. Um, there's been a bit of an influx of getting personal emails off audience members and all that sort of stuff. Mm. That's becoming a thing, but the thing is, so you can. But uh, I did a gig the other month, and I walked in there, and I said to the lad, "We, we just said, um, oh, this is going to be one of them, isn't it?" And he went, "Yeah," and it was. You just have to tone mm. it right down, even though there's not a lot to tone down. Mm. Um, but that, could, yeah. But you sort, you you sort of know sometimes. You just think, oh, yeah. you know, you just got to, yeah. It's more sort of setting audiences or, or what you can or can't do or, uh, yeah. It's it must, a, it, that must it's be hard to get a, a, a different reaction though because obviously you've got a set kind of playlist, so to speak, haven't you? So to try and well, tweak it, it I mean, to suit the audience is tough, surely. Yeah, you've just got to sort of pick out what you think is going to work. Um, I mean, you could argue, I mean, you could argue, I mean, you could, some acts that argue with some people argue, well, just stay true to what you do. Mm. and soldier on, um, yeah. regardless of the outcome. Um, however, what also you've got to take into consideration is is that it's usually an act who runs the gig and he wants the venue to have another gig. Mm. So there's a bit of pressure there involved, really, as well, thinking, yeah. well, I don't want to just go, you know, go, go balls, balls deep here. He loses mm. the gig. Um, but people can... Be, yeah, people are... I think particularly after the pandemic as well, people are... People are getting used to going out again. They can be sort of yeah. oversensitive, and I'm not. Yeah. And I'm not doing that thing about um, oh, you can't say anything anymore. You can. You can say what you want. Yeah. There might be a consequence to it, but you can yeah. say what you want. And no, and it's not the '70s anymore. No one's doing all that horrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, that's, got, that's in the past. We don't need to. We don't need any of that. Um, but it, yeah, so it, it can be challenging. But nine times out, no, even more, even. It's very rare, really. You get put, you, you get put where you belong, um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. many respects. And you get a sense of how it's going to go from how we first joke lands, I guess, don't you? So, um, well, that's be... it. Well, that, well, it's a process, really. I mean, I MC a lot as well, which a lot of like stuff like MCing, but I sort of like it. I like the banter and all this sort of stuff. So, it's a, it's a really weird thing. So you can come out there in the first section, and they'd be like, "Oh, they're really unsure about you." The first act comes out, everyone goes to the bar. You come out in the second section, and suddenly you're a legend. Nothing's happened. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. they've had a few scoops, they've chilled out, and and also you can you, so you can get a bit, you can get away with a bit more as the sort of night goes on. 
yeah you know yeah. so so to speak so yeah it's 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 interesting but you've got to um but when it is quiet just not lose your bottle just think no right yeah. i mean you know chill out i suppose when you like like when you're playing football do you know what i mean do you I'm know, just drop clangers early on mm. yeah just mm. chill out we're all right do you know what i mean it is what it is and and, yeah. and, and not sort of panic or, or or get um or get angry and nasty as well you know some people yeah. do that you know they get angry and nasty and 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 but the thing is you start getting nasty on i've seen well we've seen it a lot of times something's happened in the audience someone's gone launching in People go launching in or guns blazing. There's no way, but mm. you can't go back to Mr. Funny after that. Yeah. You know, no, you set your it. stall out. Um, I can relate to that, Sam. Like you say, you know, in football terms, you know, you could go down 2-0 after eight minutes. You know, you're going to get pelters from the from the fans. You know I mean? You've got to yeah. keep composed. You've got to keep professional. You know, there's times where every football in the country will be, it'll be with me on this one. You'd love to give it them back, but then you, you're just fueling more fire. For them to just keep falling pelters at you so you know as much as it is a tough like you say it could be a tough gig but a tough gig for me is in a footballer you've got to keep that composure because like you say it's a long you know you say you've got 15 minutes the first three minutes might be rough but your, your last 12 minutes might be perfect you know for me yeah. as a footballer the first 10 minutes could be absolutely dreadful but the next 80 minutes i could perform and then all of a sudden i've turned that crowd around again you know what i mean so i think you can both relate to this as well because in terms of highlight reels, they only show the good stuff, don't they? And it only yeah, takes, uh, in, in Sam's world, one good one good gag to land and the audience reaction. Someone gets a snippet of that, it goes viral. Same with a free yeah. kick, a penalty, a decent bit of play. Yeah. Same yeah. thing where it's hard and it's up. Um, but we'll, we'll move on now into the, the um, move on now to the ugly side of the game. Um, and coming back to you first off, Sam, um, is there anything that's really ugly with the comedy scene? Or, I mean, it's hard to think that because the comedy scene, everyone just wants to laugh. It's hard to think there'd be an ugly side to it. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's like anything else, really. With It's quite, a, like the football world, it's a small world. Yeah. We don't meet, I mean, how many times, how many times you're out and about talking in company, I don't know, dinner parties, <laughs> dinner parties. <laughs> I don't know if you took yeah. I don't go to dinner parties personally. But how many times? Yeah. No, I'm still I'm still free of bentos, mate. You know, what I mean, that's still a <laughs> free of bentos. <laughs> and um, so, um, how many how many times you sat next to a footballer or a comedian? You know, yeah, it's just a very yeah. it's it's mm. it's quite a sort of thing. So it's a small world. So with I don't know if the football world's like this, um, but it can be. Do you know what I mean? Someone's getting that job and someone else isn't getting that job. And why? Do you know there's a bit of sort of yeah, it can be. And there's a jockeying mm. for position and um, and like you say as well. I mean, like you like you say about one good joke and you'll go viral. On the flip side of that is one, one wrong joke. word in the in the wrong place. Mm. Next thing that's online, that goes viral. Yeah. Mm. Do you know? What I mean, you could argue someone's career could be. Um, well, could just be gone just yeah just the wrong way clip. in the wrong place yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. It, it, it sort of can be done and it and and basically everyone in the audience is a, is a cameraman now mm. exactly and i think so yeah. this this will move on to what sam's gonna say not sam sorry scott's gonna say as his ugly side to the game um he spoke to me beforehand about what he thinks the ugly side and i'll let you mention it scott but everyone's the thing is, yeah, it's just social media. I've wrote down one thing for the ugly side, and it is really social media. I mean, I've got a story that could... It actually got me a bit of bad press amongst Twitter. Um, yeah. What it was, um, I had swelling in the brain last year, as people know. People that don't know, you know, it's irrelevant. But I've come out of hospital, and I got approached from a, like a very low standard of football management. You know, not, 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 you know, still semi-professional. So anyway, I, I actually took the job on. Um, and it was a case of, as soon as I actually took the job on, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Something told me the chairman, I won't mention names or anything like that, but I, I just knew the chairman wasn't what he's actually set out to be. Um, and his first actual conversation with me was, Scott, you need to get rid of all the squad, the first team squad. So we had a little bit of a, let's say, a heated discussion over it. Um, but then he convinced me that there was at least 12 out of the 17 just going to go anywhere. 
So when you look at it like that, you kind of go, well, there's, you know, I'm only, realistically, I've got to keep five players. Technically, I'm, I'm releasing 12. So I'm trying to ring these players, and you, you two might not know, at that level, trying to get all the players, it's, being a manager, mate, it, at, in this era, is very, very hard. You know I mean, they'll only answer when they want to answer. They didn't, they didn't know me from Adam, because obviously I'm the new manager coming into a football club. They kind of think, well, I'll answer when I want. Anyway, I wasn't getting the response that I wanted. So I literally put, again, the standard uh, modern day WhatsApp group. Lads, listen, I'm not getting a, a decent response. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to release the lot of you. Now, I didn't mention the chairman's name, so everything was on me. So anyway, a couple of days went off. Next minute, I'm getting texts, phone calls saying, Scott, you're all over Twitter. You're all over Twitter. Literally, as you do, a young lad, 19, wants a load of likes, wants a load of retweets. I'd literally screen saved the, the, um, the, message. the message from, from WhatsApp. So that's the only side that they've seen. They didn't hear the chairman. So I've never come out and publicly said anything, by the way. So they've never heard the chairman's side saying, Scott, you've got to get rid of everybody, um, blah, blah, blah. And I've still, up to that date, I stuck up for him and just said, look, it's all on me. It went to the local papers. It went absolutely everywhere. So then people get a, a perception of me saying, oh, he must be horrible. He's released all these players. But he actually got in the paper, I've sacked a yeah. full squad. You don't sack players. None of them was on contract. So technically, I wasn't doing anything in the proper football world out of order. But because it come out and all of a sudden, and it, honestly, this retweet must have gone 500, 600. God knows how many, like this little lad, he's 17, 18, whatever it is. He was lapping it up. He was loving it. I never give him the time of day. Ended. I didn't even bite once. End of yeah. day for me. I knew what I was doing, but then other people was. So that's the really bad, ugly side for me. It really. So we gonna, Are you going to give us a name, uh, a chairman name, or a club name? Or well, to be we honest with you, the actual. Any spoilers? No, believe it or not, this week uh, they've actually folded, and I'll actually tell you the truth. So this chairman. So today's was, date, for anybody who doesn't know, it's the 17th of November, 2021. Yeah. So if you want to so try and I, find out the spoilers, there it is. Yeah, so I think the actually folded yesterday on the 16th. But the chairman was very, very convincing. And people that listen to this will totally get me. He was, he was sending me pictures of a massive house. It's got a living here, blah, 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 blah. It ended up, he lived in a caravan. Oh, now, wow. no disrespect to people that live in the car, I'm far from it, but when you get in this image of this chairman, it, honestly, and it, it actually turned out he lived in a caravan and he hadn't got a pot for pissing. And, and obviously, as, as the saying goes, karma, unfortunately, and it's bad really because, you know, the youth, the youth set up might get um, disturbed there and it, it could be a whole carnage mess. But I'm hoping now, honestly, you couldn't make it up, Sam. And I've literally come out of hospital. <laughs> Honestly, I've literally come out of hospital, my head's falling off, and I've got a clown telling me I've got to do this, this, and this. Stupidly, I, I should have, you know, realistically, looking back, I should have not listened to him. But there you go. And that's honestly, so everybody now, and I'll get pelters now of this. People will go, yeah, but you've done this. But people don't know the real person. When they get to know yeah. me, they'll go, oh, actually, now you've heard your side of the story, it actually now makes sense of the proper story. Oh, and that's man. the thing with social media, isn't it? Gosh, people want to see. Yeah. You can only see what Massive people want you to see. And that's it. Yeah, and to be fair, so good Scott... news travels so far. Bad news travels rapid, rapid. So, so Scott, or should we be calling you the Terminator? There you go. So you actually thought, uh, <laughs> you actually thought this fella had his own helicopter and he was actually like flogging hot dogs outside Ritzy. <laughs> I promise you now, honestly. <laughs> Sam, you could not make this up. I mean, I, I mean, I could, obviously, I've got a phone now. I could literally destroy him. Realistically, I could destroy him. But the thing is, he actually, I, obviously, I obviously then got a new team and stuff like that. And then um, something leaked out of the conversation of me and him. And again, it went on social media. So that circled again. But like I said, even the local reporter thought I was the bad man. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that's really is, I mean, the, the worst thing is, the more professional you get, things like that don't leak out. It's only the people that have not been at that level want likes and retweets because they're, they're not professional players, are they? Let's be honest. No. Might you there? No, they're not. 
Yeah, no, they're not. Well, the thing is, I think the thing is here, the thing is, is like you say, the good side and the bad side of comedy, mm. or the good side and bad side of football, mm. it's got actually nothing to do with the actual thing itself, has it? It's people, no. isn't it? People. It's always people, people isn't it? They'll always, always have, yeah, they'll always have like an opinion on you straight away. You know what I mean? I mean, you can yeah. you can read loads of clippings of me. You know, people will always paint you in a bad picture, especially if you've been at the Premier League and then you go down into, especially management side of things, they'll always, as soon as you get beat, you'll have people ringing you. You never have people ringing you when you win. So that's when you yeah. kind of think, well, these people are only ringing when I'm, you know, what, what's going on? So again, there's a little bit of poison, maybe a little bit of jealousy. I'm not too sure, but you just think if you're going to be continuous with your, your phone calling, do it every week because obviously you, know, you don't lose every week, but... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's ruthless, but like you say, the, I've never been. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I've never been. I've been a professional person, so you, you don't leak things out because you get you get taught. You know, be professional, be, yeah. be careful what you say. But then you go very low in the football pyramid. They don't care. They just want this big limelight on them on social media. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, that's the thing, really. Even on the comedy circuit, like if some acts has a right stinker. Which we mm. all have. Yeah. That'll that'll travel around quicker than if someone smashed it. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bad news always travel. Epic deaths. Yeah, yeah, one of them epic deaths. One of them yeah. little one of them deaths up. It just leaves a little scar. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, don't it? And, and and the thing is, for me, I was quite. I mean, I didn't see much, but I was quite lucky in the fact that as a player, I never really got much abuse. Um, hmm. But as a as a coach and a manager, it started again. Because when it got to a coaching managing side, that's when the social media started going bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So, maybe yeah. now, if I was a player, I would probably get pelted for some performances. Do you know what I mean? But, like I say, social media gets bigger. You know, you are in a shop window of sometimes you can't really defend it either. Because if you defend it on Twitter, or for example, it'll just keep going because they'll just think you've got you and got you and yeah. got you. I ignore the comments. You've got to have skin on. like a rhinoceros. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I mean, we've got one, haven't we? We've got one already. Yeah, yeah. But well, to be fair, it is what it is, isn't it? And we, we're, we're not yeah. going to look at that and we're not going to give anyone like that the time of day. Um, but I think there's no better place to go from talking about the ugly side of the game to, you know, moving on to the next section now. So going into the second half, we're going to speak about highlights and lowlights. So, Sam, give me the highlight of your your comedy career. Highlight, um, the best moment you've had. To be true for you, and it's not that. I mean, I've been on with all sorts of people, um, which is good. But my highlight's not as it's it's more of a personal highlight, really. Um, was probably doing my one man show in Hull. Um, I remember seeing this. Yeah, for where I'd come, for where I'd come, and only got one. Only got one got it. Lockdown came. It might have been. Do you know? It might have been in between lockdowns. Do you know, we got that false. Do you know that false dawn. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're back. No, we're not. You need to you know this. That so revolving door. Yeah, because it sort of come full circle. Really, it come from like um, leaving all in in that how I was to sort of coming all the way back and doing a one man show, which was basically we're basically getting paid for talking about. The journey, do you know, and the, and the, the sort of warts and all, if you like. So anyway, I only got one crack at it because usually you'd have like um, you do like a pre-show thing in in your audiences and you try it out and try it out until you got your show together. Then you would go and th with the finished article, but it was like a one. I mean, I will do another one. Um, um, but yeah, that was probably my highlight, really. Um, I think when, as an audience member for the comedy clubs, I think what you normally see is you'll see three acts are coming on and you've got to compare and that's generally how that goes you'll have it comes on in between each act but for you to say you had your own show you know you, it goes past that level to the point where you'll have a warm-up and then that's you for an hour or that's you for however long your material yeah. is going to be and is that what you aim for as a comedian you know to have that moment because we see it all the time where comedians are selling out arenas and stuff don't we well some do some i mean there's, there's a difference when you get like a job you'll get like a job in a jobbing comedian who will just like um be working every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, doing what they do, with no interest in really doing a show, you know, like a, din a dinner act mm -hmm. or, a, or, or, or such like. And some do, some go to Edinburgh and do the stuff, do a show and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, so yeah, there's there's sort of various, and some people. I mean, you could argue if you're working every Friday and Saturday, you're a success. Not every actor wants to be on the telly. Yeah. You know, think, oh, you never know one day, mate. That's what the that's what the older ones that's what the older ones say to you. Like, <laughs> I don't know, your auntie or someone of a certain age. They say, oh, where are you tonight, Sam? And you say, oh, I'm in Macclesfield, and they go like, oh, well, you never know who's going to be there. What do you? Well, yeah, there'll be no one there. Yeah. There never is. Yeah. Right? yeah. Is if yeah, some yeah. bloke's going to, you know, some bloke with a big cigar and like sheepskin jacket over his shoulders. Can I have a word with your son? We'll go and play. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all it's all changed. Back in the day, if he was a comedian. And you ended up on the comedians, then then you were med. But it's it's just not it, it's not like that anymore. It's, things are things are different. You know, it's mm. um, the the world's changed. People are sort of doing sort of similar stuff like this. Yeah. Um, people are going viral and on all sorts of stuff. Um, it's like Tiny Tim, who I've been supporting. Tiny Tim, you went viral online. You know, doing the kids' voice, yeah. bringing people up, and, and he's got a following. Yeah, I've seen that. People's, yeah, you sort of have to, people are etching out the, the, their own thing, becoming sort of master of their own destiny, mm. um, so to speak. Um, I mean, like I say, I mean, you could, you could, you could argue it's under lack of ambition, but <laughs> I'm, at this moment in time, um, I'm just sort of happy ticking along, earning a few quid, and I don't like the driving. I yeah. hate driving. Um, diversions, and do you know what I mean? You're done in, and you're driving, do you know what I mean? 40 miles an hour we're down oh do you know what i mean hey Just sam you know what i love that though i love that you know being on the coach well obviously i didn't drive but being on the coach on the away games that, that was the best thing for me playing cards having a few beers on the way oh it was unbelievable the atmosphere and the, and the team bonding brilliant but obviously you have to drive don't you but for me it was brilliant I love so you just mentioned games. you've literally just mentioned everything that Sam can't do on the way home there. He can't oh, yeah, that's what you're saying. He can't have his cards. What, what? No, that's what I mean. Just, I, I, I'm the opposite. I absolutely loved it. Honestly. Brilliant. Oh, so well, I think well me, it's you... just driving home at two o'clock in the morning. It's a diversion near Ghoul. It's always near Ghoul for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Diversion oh, near Ghoul. Yeah. And it's just yeah. me like mopping up my tears with a gangster. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Angry as well. Did you, did you see the blokes who've like done the diversion, just sat in the van, the faces of the were on the phone, yeah. and I bid me yeah. on at them and all that, just got dead mad. <laughs> and um, but yeah, yeah, I don't like driving. But we get put up in a little bed and breakfast now on Coltman Street, and I live the dream. Um, so <laughs> so we're we're in all there. It's honest to God, it's like uh, it's John and Sandra on it, lovely people, guest house. I think it used to be a knocking shop back in the day. It's, it's a Netflix documentary waiting to happen. Do you wow. know what I mean? Man, well. But it's great. It's just proper old. You, I, yeah, it's like proper old school. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. It pulls the hatch open, cigarette in his mouth, in his underpants, proper like rising damp. My God. It's, <laughs> but it's great. You just chill out. <laughs> so that's a party then, is it? After the gigs, you go to Coleman Street. So yeah, that, above that. Coleman Street. With Sandra, yeah, great people. Absolutely smashing. Well, I was going to ask you the lows of um, being a comedian as well, but um, it looks like you covered it in terms of the driving. So, yeah, I don't like driving. I don't like driving. Don't like driving at all. Fair enough. I've, um, I've probably got Scott's probably got a real fancy car. I've got a Ford Focus. I mean, it's the best car I've had. Diesel, one point <laughs> six. You know what I mean? It'll do a bit, but what more do you need, mate? Comfort. Well, that's that's it. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, if it gets nicked or anything, you're like, ah, whatever. You know, I know this is on the. Bad. I know this is. I know this is on the high one of, of the thingy. But saying about cars, just going back to social media. I'm sorry about that. But so, my daughter took a picture. Uh, sorry, my daughter had a picture of a friend. Now, there was a car behind the, the the picture, and obviously, proud dad. I put it on social media, and this one person. Actually, it must have been eating him inside. He's put, can't believe all the money. This is what he said. I've got no money, by the way. Apart from all the money that you've got, Scott, and you've got a car like that. And I'm thinking, what? I didn't see the thing anyway. I've looked, it's a red mini behind. Bad this is what people do. No, but listen to this. Um, Matt, it wasn't even my driveway. <laughs> so automatically, <laughs> my daughter's took, obviously, my daughter's friend's mum must have took a picture on their driveway there's a red mini behind them and he couldn't wait to get on there to try and get likes and stuff like that and go can't believe you've got a red mini i thought you'd have a better car than that oh, that's the way that's the, though, isn't it? 
Uh, Matt, I promise you now. So I don't very rarely bite back. I've just put, mate, it's not even my driveway. Two minutes later, comment deleted, but I screen saved it because it was mm. that bad. I thought, oh my god. So yeah, so that's the, to be online, can't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. So for me, you know, that is. I know what I've skipped and obviously gone there, but that's how bad and that's how much people can be with just one photo and then all of a sudden they've, they've pictured I've got a red mini that's I think it was a 12 plate it, it, it's irrelevant yeah. to me but it's madness isn't yeah. it and that's that, that's the type of stuff I've had for probably 10 years you know little daff, little daft things but you just think come on we're above that aren't we that's that's no, no that's what I mean but, you know I mean this was like four years ago whatever it was but you know you just I mean it always sticks in my head thinking you switch. We, we, we're going to switch off from that sort of stuff, and you know we know yeah. what it is, and we know how, yeah. how much of a devil it can be. So it's best that we we mm. don't entertain that sort of stuff. And by talking about it now, we're only giving them the, the time of day, aren't we? Oh, we made yeah. a podcast. Um, okay. But Scott, you move on to move on to yourself and the highlights. What was the highlight of your career? I mean, the big I mean, it could be a big goal where you've scored away. From yeah, home. the highs for me. Um, again, when you're a kid, you want to play for England. I did. I played twice for under 17s. Um, I wanted to be a sticker. I achieved being a sticker. I wanted to score on Sky Sports. <laughs> I scored on Sky Sports. I wanted to. I wanted to be in the Premier League. Unfortunately, I um, I made the bench once in the Premier League, and the best one was obviously everybody's played Championship Manager as a kid. Yeah, you wanted to be on that. Well, I was, and I bought myself. I was Man United. I put myself straight in the first team. Within two years, I was worth four million. And everybody will have done it. Don't matter who it is, everyone's <laughs> done that. So I've achieved everything, but only in a small dose. I wanted a bigger dose of it. But yeah, that was my achievements. And Scott, it, it, I'm not <laughs> we're not trying to put a damper or anything, but it sounded a lot like do you know when someone says to you like you just gonna be a little bit more realistic? Yeah, but I wanna win I wanna win the World Cup. No, you can be yeah. a sticker. Aim to be a sticker. You're probably gonna do you know that. what it yeah, is. And that's what it's come across a bit. Right, I promise you now, right? My mum, my mum, bless her. She actually said to me, just because obviously I did all the sticker books and all that. Scott the Panini, there he is. Yeah, she, she goes, that'll be you one day. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was on like my little to-do list. I want to be a sticker. Mate, I think there's only two of me about ever, but she's got the only two. That's it. Oh, yeah, I swear that. <laughs> when swaps in the back with the kids. Honestly, <laughs> mate, she, she has got it. Give me five so was, Yeah, so that was my mum's obviously thingy. But yeah, I was proper excited when I see that. I thought, yeah, I love a bit of that. No, nah, it's decent. That nah, it's decent. I mean, I mean that's I'm, impressed. I mean, that's imp that's it. I'd give it all up now to be a sticker. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> hey, that's it. And the thing is, you that. have to. You can't have it wonky. You know what I mean? It has to be bang on right. Oh, it's that. Be yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, yeah, Scott. You anyone, do you know if you've got anyone who's got a, ta uh, a tattoo of Scott Goodwin? No. No, no that would be a shout. If anybody not. listening, if they have, let's have a look, let's have a look at Imagine that. Imagine that. My you scored God. the winner away from home, so you know if Scott scores this winner, I'm going to get a tattoo of him. You're not a bet between the mates. But <laughs> what's 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 the lowlights for you then? What's what's the downside? What's the worst obviously, in the game? So so when you obviously you, you work so hard to be a footballer, and obviously football's all about opinions. And for me, obviously getting released, um, I think I was 21 at Coventry, 2021, and. You know, I went through Phil Neal, Ron Atkinson, and then Gordon Strachan just said, look, we've got to release you. And it felt like the end of the world. It really did. And looking back now, it did make me stronger as a person. But for them, element of a week or two, I was the worst football in my head. You know, yeah. what have I done? How can I tell my parents? You know, and back then again, we didn't really get that much help within a guidance of someone sitting you down saying, listen, if you do X, Y, and Z, you'll, we'll get you this this course or whatever. So you kind of had all these like, like thoughts in your head thinking, well, that's me done. I'm 2021. I've now got to go in the real world. Yeah. Or you roll your sleeves up and go, right, I'll go at it again. But there's, I know so many people that have got released at that young age and they've never kicked a ball again. And there's thousands out there that do it. So for me, the low point is it's a rejection in it, I suppose, you know, and it's an opinion, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad footballer. There's one person or a, or a coaching staff's opinion, but the next coaching staff might think you're the, one of the best, better people in the squad. And, you know, and that's how I did my trade. I, you know, I went to another one, 
bit of a low confidence as as you expected and uh but luckily enough i you know i met a few quid out of the game and you know I, I was happy but i always think if that was ron atkinson over gordon strachan would i stay at coventry a little bit longer and that's you know yeah i, I can't answer that and you know you know 27 years ago but so yeah so I mean, the laws for me uh it's it, it's it's a dark time as well it really is and it sounds stupid to mm. some people but it really See is released yeah yeah it's awful it's awful it's, it's yeah amazing. but uh, everything you put into growing up has got has, has led to you going to oh, yeah. making a decision on your your future so i understand yeah. it and i think a player for Hull City, you may remember, it's Sam Clucas. He went through exactly yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he got released and he went back. I think he was working in um, House of Fraser at one point, and then all of a sudden mm. he's back on the screen and he's, he's scoring goals in the Premier League for Hull City. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Can I just can I just pick up on what Scott said then? Um, yeah, because it's a similar sort of thing, but I think. When I not on like a similar sort of thing, but when I st started doing comedy, I was messing about at first, really. Do you know, doing bits, bobs. It was mm. like an ex a bit of an hobby, not really committing. Yeah. I think I had about three deaths on the trot for obvious reasons. Mm. Then I thought I come to the conclusion. You come to that conclusion. You're either doing this or you're not. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You either do yeah. it or you're not. You don't. Yeah. It's not a All hobby. In. You're doing it or you're not. And mm. I think, and I th that applies to a lot of acts, so like, like like the footballers. You, you, at some point, it's just like um, you jump. You, you're going to have a jump one way or the other. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to. It might not be for you. Yeah. But yeah. it's a very sort of similar thing to that, really. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just yeah, yeah. Do it or don't do it, really. And yeah, that's kind of how you've got to be with it. Most things, though, isn't it? That's kind yeah. of just how you've got to get on with it. You, you're either all in or you're all out. It's. And that's why I'm totally new, Matt. Every day, that I to be fair, uh, I don't get a second's piece, mate. Honestly, I'm just trying to chill out and watch Bake Off, and there's you ringing me three times an hour. Um, I'll be honest with you, it must be at least 25 calls a day. Easy, yeah. Sam, you've got the easy life, mate. Honestly, you've got the I've got a full time job, and then this guy's another full time job. I like yeah. Sam, he just puts the he just puts a thumb up, doesn't he, Sam? Yeah, I'm ready. So, what was going to do is was going to go into the quick fire questions where I fired five questions at Sam, five questions at Scott. And these have just been quick answers, but we seem to have lost Scott due to a technical hitch. So um, I think we'll just call it a day there. It's been really productive for ourselves. Our first one, um, we're really happy with what's gone on. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking with Sam and Scott. I don't know about yourself, Sam. How, how was the experience for yourself? No, smashing, mate. We're just, we're just, yeah, we're all right, aren't we? We're all right. <laughs> I think so. I think we've got about forty minutes, forty minutes worth of content, and it's took us an hour. So, um, onwards and upwards from there, right? Smashing, brilliant. So, thank you very much for anybody who's been following us recently, anybody who's liked the, the Facebook page recently, and more importantly, anybody who's tuned in to listen to this episode. It's been a pleasure, like I say, filming it. Um, hopefully, you all enjoy and look out for the next one. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. Cheers, Sam. Take care, pal. Speak to you later. Thank you. Speak to you later, mate. Right, bye.